The Retro Lounge is a look back into the archives of the Recruiters Lounge podcast with Jim Stroud and Karen Matinen. The Recruiters Lounge podcast posted weekly between the years of 2005 and 2010. With energy, wit, and opposite points of view, <laughs> Jim Stroud and Karen Madden discussed, debated, and squabbled like children over HR issues that affected the workplace and society overall for the benefit of all who would listen. This episode of the Recruiter's Lounge originally aired on July 24th, 2008. The title back then was this podcast, Recruiters Sometimes Do Stupid Things. And this was the original description. RateMyRecruiter.net lets job seekers narc on the incompetence of certain recruiters. They name names and list phone numbers. So should you be concerned? Recruiting is not separate from HR. It's an all intermingled and we can prove it in 30 seconds or less. Plus, sometimes people say things in online forums that can land them in legal hot water. Karen calls them stupid people, but Jim is a bit more kind. If you are wondering if we are talking about someone you know, tune in to the Recruiters Knowledge Podcast and find out for sure. And you too can listen to what was said way back when, July 24th, 2008, after this special message. Critical race theory supports the logic that all whites are born racist and oppressors by nature. They are to be viewed as a collective threat to non-white people and beyond redemption. This sentiment is already infecting the American workplace via racial sensitivity and diversity trainings. Despite the obvious controversy, such trainings are being accepted as just and fair and at an alarming pace across corporate America. Racism Reimagined How Critical Race Theory Imperils the American Workplace is an ebook that I wrote. In it, I do three things. One, I explain the basics of critical race theory. Two, I demonstrate how critical race theory is negatively affecting the American workplace. And three, I hope, I hope, I inspire a resistance to critical race theory being taught in the workplace. In light of the increased sensitivity to recent events like the George Floyd protests, the emergence of council culture, and the pressures on corporations to adhere to political correctness, the information in my ebook, Racism Reimagined, How Critical Race Theory Imperils the American Workplace, is a counterbalance that should be carefully considered prior to new investments in diversity training. Racism Reimagined, How Critical Race Theory Imperils the American Workplace is a free resource that can be downloaded and, by all means, shared with those in your network. A download link is available in the podcast description. Hi, I'm Jim Stroud. Welcome to the Recruiter's Lounge. The Recruiter's Lounge is a podcast of news, interviews, and commentary on the recruiting industry. And it was designed with you in mind. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your time in the Recruiter's Lounge. 
This episode of the Recruiter's Lounge is brought to you by Affinity Circles. Affinity Circles connects over 13 million people through an exclusive network of online communities representing leading academic and professional organizations. With in-circle recruiting services, employers can target quality passive candidates and benefit from trusted employee referrals. Learn more about what we do at Affinity Circles by visiting their website, www.affinity.com. Affinity Circles is not just who you know, it's how you know them. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, women and children of all ages. Uh, that didn't even come out right, but I, hopefully you know what I mean. I'm your host, Jeff Stroud. That's <laughs> <laughs> my co-host laughing at me in the background, Karen Madden. How are you, Karen? Hi, Jim. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm in, the, um, in the back room of the lounge washing the dishes because I couldn't pay the bill. So when you hear some clanging, uh, that's what it is. Well, I tell you what, you can come over and do mine later on this afternoon, okay? No, no, this is enough here. <laughs> this is enough here. He's I want, the perfect uh, husband, by the way. I'll tell you guys, he is really, truly the perfect husband. Well, okay, whatever. All right. Um, <laughs> on that note, or on a, on a different note. Um, and a serious one, too, by Yeah, we were talking earlier. Actually, just we had mentioned a little bit in our last podcast about people saying, Stupid things, for lack of a better word, uh, thinking it won't come back to bite them, um, in different Yahoo groups and internet newsrooms, the news groups and so forth. And it seemed like uh, from the last uh, podcast that people have been sort of pinging us on it, and it's sort of like a hot topic. So we decided to revisit that again. Absolutely. The... I mean, I want to tell you something because I mean, mm. I'm really upset and extremely passionate. All right. Once, about... once, once you recap for people who, who maybe missed last. I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to definitely because this is one of the top topics right now in a Yahoo's group. Okay, which by the way, I want to. Uh, I want to. Let's not mention. Let's not mention that Yahoo group. No, actually, I would love to. No. And I think no. because it's. I think it's time. I mean, if anybody's going to put their name out there on a group. And I'm, I'm right what they're doing. I think it should be shown to the world. Well, let, okay, let's not mention the Yahoo group. Okay, for all the fairness and respect to my friend Jim, I won't mention the Yahoo group, mm-hmm. okay? But it is a popular Yahoo group among recruiters. That, Absolutely. That's what we'll say. All oh, right. Johnny, you're so sweet. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Go your rant. Okay, well, my rant is, okay, this individual, you know, they go on there and they said, basically, <clears throat> she was buying a, an individual, like, basically, um, uh, Oh, what do you call those things again? Excuse me here, but... What, what things? Uh, a, a company directory. Okay, ah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. So she comes, she gets a company directory, and then she takes the name off the company directory, and she then starts pretending she's that individual. She assumes someone's identity. Mm-hmm. For what purpose? Well... For example, now I think that's something you mentioned that someone did that just recently with your company. That's right. Uh, the company, uh, the uh, company that I, that I work for, um, someone had taken the identity of one of the recruiters and tried to uh, approach a candidate and said, "Hey, I work for uh, this company, and this is my name, and I am looking to recruit people like yourself. Okay. If you would uh, reach back to me at this email address." So uh, the only way we found out about it was that the candidate knew that recruiter personally mm-hmm. and said, dude, this, was this you? doesn't sound like you. Mm-hmm. So at that point it was passed on to legal and 
Well, what this woman, what what I've heard, and we talked about the story that I had mentioned where this one recruiter, she pretended to be someone from an XYZ company similar to your company. Right, sleazy recruiter trick. I remember that episode. Right, and then she went ahead and got um, got the company that your the business company directory. Right. By pretending to be that woman, um, by calling into another company. Right. Okay, and then had the woman email it to her address. Okay? Yeah. Well, that's why people do this. Well, the thing is, a lot of the recruiters somehow or the other feel that it's not illegal to do this thing. Why I mean, did you, how did you think that's not illegal to assume someone's identity? I guess they don't recognize that they're doing fraud. Uh, they don't recognize that it's because they're assuming someone's identity. But, you know, I'm, I don't understand or they don't recognize it's against the Federal Communications Act, far less the Federal Trade Communications, um, you know, the FTC's Act, you know? Okay, wait, you're talking about federal time. Yes, federal. Is this? Is, is this? I know it's a no-no. I know it's you know not good to do. But is it something worth federal time? Yeah, it is worth federal time because you're also doing interstate commerce. You see, it becomes federal because you are working when you're using the telephone. Yeah. And either if you're calling out to another city within a state, or you're calling to another state from another state, that's interstate commerce. And if you're identity, assuming the identity of a person on another state, that's also true. But you're dealing with fraud. So someone who's doing this, however innocently, and they've never gotten caught, so I guess they figure There's no it's such okay. thing as innocent. When you're when you're getting documentation or private information of a company using um, unethical means to gain this information, then actually it is nothing innocent about it. And I guess that's where I'm upset, but what really upsets me, and I'm going to use you. You're a pretty popular guy, right? Eh, some circles. And you work for a pretty popular company, right? So you've heard of it. Yes, okay. So let's just say, Jim, somebody somebody goes out there and has decided to assume the Jim, Jim Stroud's name um, to go ahead and start recruiting to IT guys and have them call him back, you know, because Jim Stroud's pretty popular, right? Mm. I'm sure your company... If they kind of heard that there was a guy named Jim Stroud doing some kind of weird behavior, that and actually, and there's some kind of collusion, maybe possibly going on with another recruiter, I am possibly very sure, actually, that the company might fire you first and then ask questions later. Mm, no, actually, I think what would happen is they would ask me about it first. At least I like to, I like to think they would. You would like to think that. Well, maybe your you company know. would, but do you see how many companies might? You know, like wonder if there's a collusion going on. What's happening? Like, yeah, and I guess it also would be a thing of, of um, it would be a thing of taking taking their workers, um, giving them the benefit of the doubt. Well, I mean, I would like to think a company says, you know what, this this email is going around, and it's a bad thing, and a person, of course, the person is going to say, well, no, it's not me. I guess it depends on their history with the company, whether that company will believe them or not. And it's going to, okay, yeah, coming down to semantics, it would be all of those wonderful things. But let's right. just say that your boss is not as agreeable and the company is not <laughs> okay. And um, let's just say, but my concern is, is that when a recruiter is out there, well, they kind of, they use a word called camouflage. I love the word they use, okay? They said camouflage. Camouflage. Right. When they camouflage themselves like this, mm. and they're trying to gain access of a company's information, and they're doing this. I really, they, it's it's like I'm thinking: Are you guys not even recognizing you're putting this person's good name at risk for their own selfish needs? 
for their own selfish reasons because you don't. I mean, it's like what? So they're not going to do anything bad with it. They just want a resume or something, and they're done. No, absolutely. But they're still utilizing your name or someone else's name unethically and and illegally, and even maybe possibly putting your name at risk in your own field. Okay. And the bottom line is that they're opening themselves up to do some federal time. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you've got to look at the aspect of the Trade Secrets Act, in other words, too. Because, you know, if you use improper means to gain information about a company, it's by, and this is what they call misappropriation, okay? Right. You're using improper means to misappropriate information about a company. Yep. That is literally illegal. I mean, well, i got to tell you guys, I hate to tell you this, but a company directory is sometimes considered a trade secret. Many companies... Where have I heard that before? Yeah, we talked about this. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Many companies now are protecting, you know, their names of their individuals and they're com- protecting their company directories by putting that stamp on it, and they got that stamp on it. And they, you know what? If the secretary is taught not as a great keeper not to give out information, it is not something that they, they, they you know, in other words, the company is making sure that they're utilizing a lot of proper means to maintain not getting that information out, and you use of improper means to misappropriate that information. Now, what do you mean improper proper means? You're talking like calling okay, up under... Improper mean by federal, uh, by the definitions, will mean fast misrepresentation, bribery, breach, inducement. So, so ruse calling, uh, threatening someone's security. Um, Utilizing someone else's name by fraudulent purposes. That's misappropriating their names. Right. Okay, that is fraudulent. You're misrepresenting yourself completely who you are. You know, I mean, it's like if I pretend to be Jim Stroud, I can't do that very easy. I don't have, you know, I don't have the right, you know, <laughs> equipment. That's okay. Right. But let's say that I try to pretend to be Jim Stroud, and I was going on trying to impersonate you. I mean, that is impersonation. So identity is that, would that be identity theft as well, or just? Well, I unless I'm well, it can be if I'm assuming you're a den, which I am. And I actually do harm. If I see, if I steal something and harm you, then it could be really considered a theft. If I'm just assuming your identity, haven't stolen anything yet from you, like harmed you, then it's not a theft. It's not really theft yet, but it's it, assumption of identity. So, so what if somebody's listening and say, yeah, 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 I just won't get caught. I've been doing this for years. <laughs> I've been doing this for years, and you know, whatever. Well, let's say it is a huge company. Let's say we're going to use Enron right now because Enron's a no-namer right now, okay, right? right. So we could use that. Let's say I'm working for Enron. Hmm. And this, by the way, not to mention the fact that if you convince the secretary to break their, conduct, that's in, um, this, uh, their contract, not to give out information by misappropriation, that's also inducement. Inducement is, again? Inducement is where you kind of try to convince people through improper means to gain and to give them give you information. Like John Doe's house is on fire. I need to talk to him right now. <laughs> yeah. Or like one, for example, the one guy who pretended to be from Larry King's show, and he wanted to have the CEOs and a few other people come on the show. Oh, really? Yeah. So the secretary was... Convinced so, like, oh, I'm excited, and so she was like, gave out all these people's names. Go, oh. because she thought she was talking to Larry King. <laughs> so, so, in other words, they were derived. This person derived information from a person who owed a duty to the company, and you know, not to give out the information, but they thought that they were giving out legitimate information to the right people. 
So that's inducement, okay? That's so right. let's go back to this, what you asked me, okay? Yeah. Okay. So you got this. Let's go back. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> Such passion, so much ranting. You forget what you're, you're yeah, ranting I'm passionately sure. about. I At least I'm trying to get back. It, it went back. It started off with asking what is inducement. Uh-huh. Then you went into that spiel. But before that, you would ask the question. Uh, you know what? You ranted so much. <laughs> I, I said, what? Uh, what if somebody said, yada, 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 yeah, I just won't get caught. I've been doing it for years. Oh, that's a great question. Brilliant question. Okay, yeah. let's say you're an Enron. That's where we're going. Okay. Let's say you're an Enron company. you got big bucks, right? Yeah. And you find out, oh, by the way, this has happened. And you find out that this person called in and the receptionist happened to give away a tremendous amount of numbers and names of the company. Mm-hmm. And the person has lied or even pretended to be somebody within your company, right? Yeah. And you know for a fact that person hadn't been called in because she said she was in a conference room with you, right? Mm-hmm. So what you can do is, first off, you can file a complaint with the FCC and the FTC, and also contact your telephone company to have them backtrace the call. Really? Yeah, why not? You own, it's your phone, you had somebody breaking the law, because, and it did happen, I do know of a recruiter right now who was actually got a letter from one of the telephone companies and was going to have their services completely discontinued because of unethical and illegal behavior. Really? Yes, sir. So someone was, say, uh, lack of a better word, name sourcing, going about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Because it done the right way is it's quite effective, but doing it about the wrong way will get you in trouble. Absolutely. And they did it to the point where uh, they got their phone services disconnected from their No, they didn't phone? get it disconnected yet. They apologized for profusely. It was a mistake. They, they actually used it as uh, it was a mistake, an error in judgment, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they begged and got their stuff to maintain it. They retained their, um, their services. Yeah. But they were advised that that was going to happen. Their uh-huh. charges weren't pressed. <laughs> but there was a complaint made to the telephone service complaint provider. And they had no sense to beg and say, I'm sorry. They had which is really the only, and, right. the only thing you could do at that point. Cause they pretty, pretty much. much. They, pretty much had you, they pretty much had you at that point. Well, yeah, but I mean, some of the, I can tell you right now, a lot of companies don't allow the, <laughs> I'm sorry, I think there's a one recruiter right now, for example, making it kind of like saying, hey, he's been banned from one of those social networks, and uh, he's been saying, I'm sorry, and they still won't let him on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, no, I mean, sometimes you won't, the I-sorries won't work, you know? Right. And especially in how grievances, how many times you've done it, um, I mean, because that's where the, the, you know, the background checks and stuff like that could be done, you know. And I guess that depends on how serious the, the grievance is, too, though, right? Well, I mean, I and think, for example, pretending to be, if you just called in, I'm not going to say just because I don't think there's any way to do this, okay? If you called in and pre- just um, lied to gain a directory, but you didn't pretend to be taking on assuming an identity of someone in that company, I think you're probably going to have a lesser chance of, you're going to probably not have, you probably get a, just a nasty letter from the company, yeah. you know, a cease and desist, and maybe a slap on the wrist, okay? All right. But assuming the identity and going into major fraud, I think you're going to have a lot of problems. Mm. I think you would, because you really are crossing major, major lines. And the way I look at it, I mean, I responded on this, okay? Because yeah. let's take the law out of it. To me, I look at it as you could, you're harming the reputation of an innocent person. Mm-hmm. You have the potential of putting somebody's job at risk and in jeopardy. Or okay. career at risk, really, because people talk. 
So because yeah, what, what if because what if they um, the person their their uh, identity they assumed uh, gets you know blackballed from the industry. It could be. I mean, you're putting, you could possibly do that. I mean, you could, you know how people talk, and this person could be saying, but it wasn't me, it wasn't me. You know how people go, oh, yeah, right. You know, it's like today, people still think from the, the woman from the mama and papa's really died from swallowing a, a chick uh, ham sandwich. Oh. <laughs> she had a heart attack, really, okay? Yeah, mama Cash, you're talking about. Yeah, exactly, you know. And that's because the rumors won't go away for what really happened. She just had a heart attack because she was obese, right? You know what, and, and speaking of rumors, let me, put one, let me put one to rest right now. Let's mm-hmm. run on the rumor mill. Mm-hmm. I did not have any relations with Halle Berry. <laughs> so I, if this, damn it, Jim. no matter how much is out there, Jim. it's not true. You gotta be kidding it's me! It's not true. You are my hero. I never met Halle Berry. We never dated. Okay, I'm sorry. You've you know, just gone down in my books. You were my hero. I, I just, I'm sorry. I just had to make it plain because people, didn't have you know, to say that. And it's I also, was believing in you, man. It's also not. It's also untrue that I have not. Had relations with Angelina Jolie. Oh God! Which is also a rumor. That okay, everybody, are you guys really feeling as dejected as I am? I mean, Tim, I'm sorry, but we really were. Also, the first, you. also the last twelve Playboy centerfold models. Mm-hmm. I did not know any of them. I don't know how these rumors come about. I don't know how they proliferate. But I wanted to just. Clear the air. I'm crying now. You know, I got to tell you. I hate to shatter your image of me, but it's No, just it's that, true. but you were giving me hope for the poor average guy. <laughs> you took it away. You took it away. We have no longer got any hope. But anyways, back to what we were discussing. <laughs> but I got to tell you, that was funny, though. Mm. Okay, but, you know, it does. It really... I mean, taking the legal off stuff out of that, you yeah. still got the issues of those... You know, these people could get hurt. Rumors go around. And... You know what I gotta say to me? Don't call yourself a recruiter. Don't call yourself a source if you have to lie. Call right. yourself a professional liar instead, okay? Mm. Because you're not just hurting yourself, but you're hurting me and my fellow brethren who are recruiters and are professional, and we don't have to lie. I got a suggestion. If mm. you feel you have to lie because you don't know any other way, I can pick up the phone and call me eight five eight six six eight three one one one. I promise you I will take the time to teach you a really great, ingenious, alternative ways and how to recruit without ever having to lie, how to find names without having to do it. I promise. And that is a nice way of, of segueing into your new training. Uh, I am? New oh, yeah. training <laughs> classes that are coming out. Uh, once you go into them now, you've already jumped into it there. Well, I was going to do it for free, though. Well, hey, well, we'll say for free because now you're committed. Oh, but, yeah, okay, you're right. <laughs> you want to do it for free, people, no matter what she just said. She, she will be paying it at an affordable rate for you, the Recruiter's Lounge listeners. And well, so. you know, the thing is, I mean, seriously, to be honest with you, though, Jim, i mm. got to tell you something. Mm. Some people really do need to learn, and they don't know where to get the information, you know? Yep. And I'm willing to do a public service for some. Okay. I really am. I mean, because... This is a serious situation. I mean, I just got off the phone today with someone, too, who said straight up, he said, you know, for several years he'd recruited and he'd been lying. He'd been told, taught how to roost call, mm-hmm. and he didn't know any other way. And it really bugged him, and it really was kind of like making him hate the industry. I even had somebody from Singapore email me asking me for help. It's a very serious situation because there's a lot of people who have companies, yep. and they bring on these employees. Yep. 
and they don't they themselves don't know any other way so they teach these people what they know which they're not even happy with and that's why they have employees okay because they don't want to do it mm-hmm. and unfortunately these recruiters aren't given proper tools and then they go to these sites online where i see blind teaching the blind right and i'm really disturbed by it because i know that i don't think a lot of these people have malintent in their heart I don't think that they intend to be, you know, like defensive. I mean, you see these people getting so angry and defensive when you say this is wrong. I think they get defensive because they themselves feel it in their heart, but they don't know any other way, so they have to defend it to make themselves feel good. This is my perception on that. Hmm. You know, Hmm. and so because if I defend it and if I believe it's okay, and if other people tell me it's okay, then, then I can feel good about, and I don't have to try to feel bad, but and my conscience can go away and bye-bye, you know. But that's unfortunate. It won't go away. And there are better ways. I have never had to lie to do recruiting. And mm. there are some fantastic ways to ethically recruit, source, get names, and do this job without ever having to lie. I can promise you guys that. And it's available through your upcoming training. That will be available to all the recruiters and listeners. I love you too. You know I'm not good at patting myself in the back, but neither are you. So, uh, yeah, lessons learned. Uh, don't do it. The uh, ident- taking someone's identity, right? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. the that's the key takeaway. Just don't do it. And seriously, recruit. I mean, and by the way, you can recruit. You can go out there and source. You can source wise. You can source smart. You can source as much as you want, but just, just be smart about. Be aware of what you're doing. Be, be aware of the laws. Be legal about it. Yeah, but you got to be aware. Learn. Take the time to learn about your laws. You know, it's about some people who just don't know. Um, just don't know. Either they don't know, or they just done it so long that it just doesn't register anymore. You know, the thing is, that's what I said. I don't think a lot of people have malintent in this, Jim. I really do, because I think a lot of people just really don't know. Um, but their conscience tells them. And I think that's another thing. You should listen to your conscience because your conscience is telling you. I always have a I always have a thing, and it's really kind of on the nose. If it feels unethical, you can guarantee it probably is illegal, or there's going to be a lawyer out there who will find a way to make sure it's illegal. Now, there's always a lawyer out there for something, right? Absolutely. <laughs> And the thing is, if it feels unethical, that means that, listen to your conscience. That means that there is something wrong with it. That little cricket that chirps by your ear. And you know when people, you know what thing gets me too, Jim? Not mm. to go off track here. No, people, not you. <laughs> Never. Say that ethics is subjective and objective, right? Mm. I, I think that's not true. Ethics are definitely not. And the reason why is because... Ethics are not personal because they're not only harming you. If what you did that was unethical behavior only harmed you, I wouldn't care what you what you were doing. But like if someone's like if someone's smoking pot or something. Well, that's that's just your business, man. Unless you're not paying your bills for your wife and your daughter and everything else, and then it's not harming you, right? Exactly. Right. There's somebody smoking pot in their living room, and it's only affecting them, and at least they're making their rent and everything else. I don't care. It's none of my business, okay? Mm. But when you're out there doing unethical behavior and it harms another, full-blown, then it's not personal. And I really do not see how unethical behavior can be personal. 
Well, no man is an island. No matter what somebody does, it affects somebody somewhere in some way, whether mm-hmm. they realize it or or not, right? But you're doing it. If your conscience is telling you not to do it, that's intent, hun. Yeah. Okay. We get into a, a deep Nietzsche uh, debate from that, but, <laughs> but it's not going to go there. I mean, think about it. it. When somebody has intent, it means that they knew something was wrong or they were aware that something was wrong, and they did it anyways. That's like a tree falling in the forest will it make a sound. Hello? Uh-huh. Okay. I'll have to run. Um, my dish is about done, so I can now leave the restaurant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's been fun and interesting as always, I'm sure. Um, we'll get some more letters from this one, too. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get some really interesting feedback on this one. Oh, yeah. Ethics conversations always create some very heated discussions. That's true. That's why we do it. But only be, not only because of that, but because... We do it for you, our dear listeners. Hey, Jim, I want to do a, um, a dare care, uh, Ask Karen on your blog. Ask Karen? Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think? What, what do you get your readers to think? Um, we'll find out. People, if you want to have an Ask Karen column on my on my uh, on the jimstroud.com site, send me an email, jimstroud, G-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D, at jimstroud.com. Send in your questions, and Karen will give you some answers, and we'll go from there. Yeah, I mean, if you've got some people who don't know about the laws or want to know, I'm willing to see. If I don't know it, believe me, I'm willing to call the EEOC. I'm willing to call the OFCCP. I'm willing to even talk to the FTC. And if you'll even call the LMNOP. It, yeah, so. if you want to call <laughs> any of the alphabet suit agencies, I'll Any call alphabet them. out there, all the alphabet. But I'll keep your name private and personal, and it'll just be between you and I. I'll just ask the question and find out the real answer. Auntie Karen, taking care of the people. Hey, it's what, I mean, it's a passion. No, I mean, I, I just want to see us do well in this industry. That's all. We're helping too many people, and we touch too many people's lives. Until next time, dear Karen, I'll see you next time in the Recruiter's Lounge. Thank you, Jim, for having me. No problem. Uh, call you later, Hallie. Well, that's it for this show. You've been a wonderful audience. If you like what you heard, love what you heard, or <laughs> just plain hate what you just heard, uh, let me know. Your feedback matters. You can reach me through my website at jimstroud.com slash podcast. That's J-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D dot com slash podcast. So until next time, I'm Jim Stroud, and you're not. Radio, radio, radio Innovative audio on demand. And so this ends this edition of the Retro Lounge, home of classic episodes of the Recruiter's Lounge podcast. If you haven't already, uh, subscribe now so you don't miss a future episode. Okay? Cool. Until next time, bye-bye. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food. So, come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app!